Chris, our next guest, he uh, is a survivor of uh, uh, something that's impacting a lot of people uh, all across the, the community, all across the world, quite frankly, uh, and that is a cancer survivor. Uh, he's also the Illinois Attorney General. Uh, Kwame Raoul joining us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop, Chris Murphy in the newsroom, and Attorney General Kwame Raoul, thank you so much for taking time and sharing with us your story. Uh, where do we begin? Uh, I guess, you know, back in, what, 2016, uh, is that when you discovered this? How did you discover it? And yeah. walk us through this. Yeah, yeah. so good morning, Greg. Um, well, um, really, we begin before 2016, you know, um, my... Uh, my dad, who, uh, um, you know, actually my election day and and uh, my day of appointment to the state Senate, you know, 14 years earlier was the, the year anniversary of uh, his death from prostate cancer. And my election day to attorney general was the 15th year anniversary from his death. And uh, before him, his father died of prostate cancer and my maternal grandfather uh, died of uh, prostate cancer. And so my family history served as a warning to me that, you know, um, I've, I've got to screen. And so while it's advocated to screen at age 50 for men generally and age 40 for African-American men, I started screening at about age 35, 36 and had been doing so for about 15 years when five years ago, my PSA number, uh, spiked up. And on, on that basis, they told me that, you know, they wanted to do a biopsy, that there was an 18% chance that I had cancer. Now, I thought to myself, 18% chance, um, that means there's an 82% chance I don't have cancer. So I'll go in through this biopsy with uh, confidence. And uh, on December 30th, you know, uh, five years ago, I went in for a biopsy. They took uh, maybe about 12 samples out of my prostate and, um Four days late, four or five days later, I got a phone call. I was in my first meeting in my district Senate district office, and uh, I recognized the prefix. I said, excuse myself from the room and took the call and got the shot in the gut. You know, you've you, your sample came back uh, positive for for cancer. Yeah, that that's news that nobody wants to hear, uh, and it 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 could be very defeating. I can imagine uh, hearing that yeah. news and knowing the history that you have uh, in your family. Um, talk about the importance of individuals taking the responsibility uh, to to not just do the, the regular screenings, but you know, if somebody does get that just uh, gut punch, like you said, uh, they need to they need to hop on it and get on it quick. Exactly. So you know, days later, I was in my doctor's office and. Um, so he gave me the good news after having given me the bad news. He said, well, you know, uh, you've been screening consistently. And as a result, um, there's a high likelihood that uh, based on where the samples were taken, and that uh, it's contained to the prostate. And uh, either by way of radiation or by way of surgery, uh, you know, we think we can beat this thing. And... Um, Two and a half months later, I sat, you know, I, I laid down for my surgery, and uh, it was a robotic surgery where I had my prostate uh, removed. Um, I chose that route, uh, you know, consulting with 
you know, the woman who I was dating at the time, who's now my wife, uh, who's a physician, and and uh, she says you have an opportunity to probably get cancer out of your body. Um, you know, go ahead and have the surgery. And um, I was I was afraid of it, but you know, it's the surgery that I believe saved my life, uh, given the, my family history. And so, what I would say is, you know, um, it's important to screen um, because that screening from year to year consistently in my case uh, demonstrated the spike in PSA because my PSA otherwise, you know, I've known people to have higher PSAs uh, who, who did not have cancer, uh, but because of the spike from one year to the next, um, there, there was enough suspicion to, to call for the biopsy. Well, I think that highlights the importance of screening. We're talking with Illinois State Attorney General Kwame Raoul about Cancer Screening Week and just highlighting how you were doing yearly screenings. Uh, and it was from one year to the next. They saw an elevation of something, and they're like, let's do more deeper dive. And they found something and got it, uh, uh, got the surgery to, to get that taken out. So uh, anybody listening, uh, just, just hear how important that is. From year to year, the Illinois Attorney General, now the Illinois Attorney General, but five, six years ago before he was uh, the Attorney General, did regular screenings. And and within a year, they found uh, elements that uh, caused some alarm, and they and they moved fast on it. Uh, and you just got to be uh, cognizant of that. Um, Attorney General Kwame Raoul joining us, uh, and I'd love to be able to just uh, get a few off-topic questions if we can. Uh, okay. uh, of course, as the Attorney General, you've got a lot of things going on uh, defending the state of Illinois. Uh, you've uh, joined up with uh, the uh, the states of uh, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and uh, a couple of others that are being challenged by Texas, um, why intervene in that case uh, and, and in defense of uh, the four states that Texas is challenging? Well, you know, you know, the state of Illinois uh, had, you know, elections with, with, you know, that, you know, we trust the, the, the job that our elected officials um, um, performed in making sure they protected the integrity of our elections. Um, I think it's no business of Texas or <laughs> any of the other states um, to go into other states where uh, the question of the integrity of their elections has been answered over and over and over again by state courts, federal courts, Supreme Court. Um, I think this has less to do about the integrity of elections than, you know, the problems that the uh, Texas state attorney general is dealing with right now um, by way of uh, being under investigation, having had his top staff make allegations about him and ha- having quit than it does about the integrity of the elections in those in those other states. But what does it say, though, um, with the, the number of other uh, attorneys general that have signed on? Granted, it's uh, you know Republican attorneys general that are signing on, but it's not just Texas now. Well, none of them actually filed a lawsuit, and you know they were asked by their colleagues and probably the president to join the lawsuit, just as the president asked a member of Congress to go recruit other members of Congress to uh, join in an amicus brief. Um, you know uh, that that demonstrates the credibility or lack of credibility right there that you know, you're out recruiting. 
Attorney General Kwame Raoul joining us. Just a couple of more issues, if you don't mind, um, in, in your uh, capacity as Attorney General. Uh, we've seen, uh, you know, not just the, the Texas uh, lawsuit you guys have signed up in opposition uh, uh, to, but there's a lot of other uh, litigation that uh, the, the state of Illinois has been involved with the Trump administration over um, uh, the past four years. Uh, what do you anticipate uh, is going to be the role of the Attorney General uh, with a Biden administration? Uh, do you foresee uh, similar types of uh, challenges to, to federal policies and whatnot? Uh, how, do, how do you uh, foresee uh, your, your role uh, moving forward under a Biden administration? Well, you know, under Biden administration, it depends on what the agencies do. Um, and also, it depends upon what the major private sector actors do. Um, it's important to note that um, the multi-state actions are not always uh, partisan uh, divided. Um, I've met many of my colleagues on both sides of uh, the aisle, um, both Republicans and, um, and Democrats, uh, who serve as attorneys general from uh, the various states throughout the country. And we've collaborated on a number of things, including uh, holding those responsible for the opioid crisis uh, accountable, um, making certain that, you know, major tech companies uh, uh, don't monopolize their industries when they're, you know, in possession of our private information and, um, and, and, and various issues, even, you know, kind of letters to uh, Congress or to, or to various agencies uh, that have been bipartisan in nature, encouraging them to do one thing or the other. Most recently, uh, with the funding um, being contemplated by, the, by, by Congress, we uh, joined in a bipartisan effort to uh, make sure that Victims of Crime Act money uh, is included in, in, in that. So it definitely depends on the policy uh, if the federal government moves forward under regardless of whatever administration it is. Uh, if the policy is going against uh, Illinoisans' rights, you'll be there to uh, to challenge that. We're talking with Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raoul. Uh, we've got very limited time. Chris, your question? Yeah, real quick, uh, Attorney General. I was asking about the, the letters going out for the unemployed that are saying that they have to pay some of their unemployment back. What are some of the legal ramifications they face? And will Illinois be stepping in to try and say, hey, wait a minute, you know, I'm, what do you think? Um, yes. So, so the unemployment, um, um, uh, the, the, the fraud and the mistakes that have been, uh, taking place is, is, is a bit of a mess. And, and, uh, you know, we've been investigating, um, along with law enforcement partners, uh, some of the fraudulent acts, uh, that have taken place, um, with regards to, uh, you know, repayment, um, like in any situation, if there's something that is, uh, unjustly or, or inappropriately rewarded, it does have to be repaid because it's all, uh, um, taxpayer or it's taxpayer supported money. It's employer money in there as well. So, um, you want those funds available to those who are, who are, um, and there are many out there who are suffering from um, having lost their lost their jobs. 
So we'll keep an eye on that as well. Uh, something else, uh, Attorney General Kwame Raoul, um, while I got you here, uh, what role does your office play in investigating things like um, you know the ComEd bribery scandal or holding uh, you know b- b- elected officials accountable in the state of Illinois? Uh, what powers does your office have? So um, as soon as I came into office, I, I, I made uh, um, certain strategic hires. Uh, I, I hired a new head of my criminal justice division out of the U.S. Attorney's Office, um, and uh, I recruited, um, you know, a little bit later, um, uh, a veteran of the FBI um, to head my investigations um, because. You know, I felt that we should play a role in um, public integrity um, while we don't have the same types of tools or uh, by way of law um, that, you know, the the feds may have. And, um, you know, I don't have an FBI at my disposal. Um, I think it's important for the Illinois Attorney General to play a role. Where we have come in fairly consistent is uh, is when there is uh, either conflict or, um, um, for one reason or other, a local state's attorney turns over an investigation to us of a of a local public official. Um, you know, I can't talk about any of those in uh, sure. yeah. great detail, but uh, we have been in, engaged in those. In addition, um, there's the the legislature had a um, ethics. Uh, reform commission, and I don't know if I'm using the right nomenclature on that. Joint, commi- joint commission on ethics and lobbying reform, I think. Yeah. Um, so I appointed, I had the opportunity to appoint two individuals to that. Uh, one is my head of public integrity, who's a 30-year veteran of a, a local state's attorney, uh, so career prosecutor, and the other was a veteran, my, my head of uh, um, my inspector general, who is a veteran of the U.S. Attorney's Office and who would work public corruption and prosecutions in, in, the, in the U.S. Attorney's Office, and, and they've been participating in those. And one of the things we have um, suggested that we are suggesting when, um, is uh, to get the, the statewide grand jury authority to be able to have uh, broader tools to, to participate um, in, um, you know, uh, making sure that we up, uphold the public, public integrity the best we can. Um, and you know, Attorney, nothing... Attorney General Kwame, well, we're, we're basically out of time. I'm way over the break I'm here. Uh, no, it's, no, it's fine. It's my fault. It's my fault. Uh, and I greatly appreciate you being generous with your time. But real quick, uh, one last question. As an elected official accountable to voters, uh, given what you've seen so far, should Mike Madigan step down? Well, that's that's what I what I'll say is it's really disturbing uh, i never i i've served 14 years in the uh legislature uh i had i never had an opportunity to vote for the speaker of the house that was always a determination of the members of the house of representatives they've got a decision to make uh you know, i'm not going to start making that <laughs> weighing in on that not even being in the legislature when i didn't even weigh in on it when i was in the legislature because i served in the senate but they've got a decision to make, and they've got to look at the facts that uh, uh, have been brought out. And I say facts because they've been brought out by way of a deferred prosecution agreement where ComEd has acknowledged um, certain certain allegations. 
Attorney General Kwame Rao, we'll greatly appreciate your time with us today. Uh, and thanks for raising the awareness about getting regular cancer screenings and taking a few uh, more minutes with us to an- answer some uh, off-topic questions. Have a great and safe holiday, okay? All right. Thank you.